Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, protest over judicial reform shake Israel's military. Why some soldiers are refusing to show up for duty. Plus, Netanyahu slams the UN's nuclear watchdog for calling a strike against Iran illegal. Meanwhile, Iranian girls face mysterious poison attacks in their schools. And we take you inside Ukraine to meet the Jewish families still living in the war zone. Plus, Operation Blessing is on the ground in Turkey, providing safe drinking water and a special look at the Purim holiday in Israel. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. For weeks, Israelis have flooded the streets protesting Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's plans to overhaul the judiciary system. Now those protests are spreading in the IDF. In a move that sent shockwaves throughout the country, three dozen elite reserve duty fighter pilots are refusing to show up for training this week. These pilots often lead airstrikes on terrorists in Gaza and would be involved in any major attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. IDF leaders are concerned that unrest among soldiers could hurt Israel's military capabilities. Politicians who oppose and support judicial reforms have condemned the troops' boycott of duties. Netanyahu's proposed reforms would weaken the Supreme Court and give more power to Israeli politicians. Netanyahu says they are needed to stop overreach by the courts. Opponents argue the overhaul would remove checks on the government and undermine Israel's democracy. Well, the head of UN's nuclear watchdog agency recently met with Iranian leaders and said the regime promised to cooperate with the monitoring of its nuclear facilities. He also warned that any preemptive military attack would be illegal. Netanyahu quickly shot back and invoked the Bible in his condemnation of the agency's warning. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has that story. The head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, raised alarms in Israel during a visit to Iran over the weekend. At a joint press conference with Iran's Atomic Energy Organization director, Grossi said, I think any attack, any military attack on a nuclear facility is outlawed, is out of the normative structures that we abide by. In response, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel has every right to defend itself against a nuclear Iran. Rafael Grossi is a worthy gentleman who said something unworthy. Grossi was in Tehran after it was revealed that particles of uranium enriched to near weapons grade were detected recently at an Iranian facility. The discovery raised concern that Iran could make a nuclear bomb very soon. Iran says it has no interest in nuclear weapons, but regularly threatens to wipe Israel off the map. Israel has always said that it will not allow Iran to obtain a nuclear weapon. Against which law? Is Iran, which openly calls for our destruction, permitted to defend the destructive weapons that would slaughter us? Are we permitted to defend ourselves? It is clear that we are. And it is clear that we will do so. I say this because nothing will deter us from defending our country and preventing our enemies from eliminating the state of the Jews. U.S. Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley met with Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant last week. Gallant said ongoing cooperation is required in order to prevent Iran from gaining a nuclear weapon. Netanyahu's comments came as Israelis and Jews around the world prepared to celebrate Purim. We are on the eve of Purim, 
2,500 years ago, an enemy arose in Persia who sought to destroy the Jews. They did not succeed then, neither will they succeed today. Purim, described in the Book of Esther, celebrates how God used Esther to prevent a plot against the Jewish people in Persia. Haman, a high-ranking Persian official, tricked the king into signing a death warrant for all the Jews, not knowing that Queen Esther was Jewish. Esther's favor and courage to approach the king saved the Jewish people, leading to Haman's condemnation and death. Israelis celebrate the holiday by retelling the biblical story, attending costume parties, and eating special pastries. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Anger is growing in Iran following a series of toxic chemical attacks against Iranian schoolgirls. Across the Islamic Republic, mysterious gas has poisoned hundreds of students in numerous cities. As Myra Yazdari reports, schools for girls are the targets. More than 1,200 students have been hospitalized since the attacks began in late November in Qom, a city near the capital, Tehran. While most of the targets are girls' schools, Reuters notes that at least one boys' school in western Iran was also hit. Some local media reports students saying they saw strange objects landing in schoolyards. Eyewitnesses add that loud bangs are being heard. For months, school authorities, the health ministry and other government bodies either denied or downplayed the incidents. Those opposing the regime call the attacks a revenge tactic against young Iranian women taking the lead in the revolutionary movement that erupted across Iran in September. Furu Kanani, a civil activist, states another theory. To take attention from the European tour of the um, crown prince of Iran, um, Prince Reza Pahlavi, um, that is actually on a tour in Europe, uh, averring European uh, politicians about the situation of Iran. That's why I keep saying to the whole world, while there's still time, without having to resort to more radical measures to eliminate the threat, you already have the most immediate natural army in place, which are the Iranian people, right here, right now, fighting the fight. Last year, Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei demanded punishment for those involved in the uprising. Kanani tells CBN News that could be the motive for these attacks. Punishment for the uh, teenagers would be nice because they get aware of what they are doing. That's probably a so-called fatwa for many Islamistics to follow that. And now it's, as I mentioned, kind of taking a revenge from the teenagers, especially schoolgirls. While several officials have tried to blame foreign enemies for the attacks, families of students gathered in one Tehran school, chanting death to the child-killing regime. Widespread footage from social media shows a concerned mother being brutally attacked by plainclothes forces for demanding answers about her poisoned daughter. Other parents demanded to know why school security cameras were off when the poison gas spread. Kanani believes the authorities could find the attackers if they wanted. Everywhere there are cameras and they can check if they want. 
um, considering that during the current Iranian revolution, many of the protesters exactly were caught and arrested by checking the cameras, not only in the streets, which were literally for the regime, but also from the shops and um, business owners in the streets. Why the perpetrator's intent remains unclear, many believe it is the payback for the young women fighting against the regime and a deliberate attempt to force their schools to shut down. Moira Yazdari, CBN News. Coming up, when Russia invaded Ukraine, thousands of Jews fled to Israel, but many stayed behind hoping to see peace restored in a bitter war zone. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours, forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective, at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. This Easter, spend time reflecting on Jesus' final week. In CBN's free devotional, The Hope for Redemption, you'll follow his path to Jerusalem, observe his last Passover meal, gain insight to his agony at Gethsemane, witness his crucifixion, and encounter the empty tomb. This Easter, realize afresh that he is risen. Get your free copy today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Easter devotion. When Russia invaded Ukraine, many Jews fled to Israel and other countries. Some of the sick and elderly, however, couldn't leave. As the war entered its second year, CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl returned to Ukraine to see how Jewish communities there are surviving. Billboards lining the streets of Ukraine send encouraging messages to its war-torn people. All together for victory, God will give strength to his people. Ukrainian National Guard, all Ukraine is with us. Here in Odessa, everything's quiet now, but life is not normal. There are military checkpoints along the highways, sirens sounding at night sometimes and during the day, keeping people in shelters. There are no lights on the streets at night and power cuts to homes and businesses. Now my husband is uh, on the war and uh, he's uh, trying to protect 
our motherland and he's far from our home. English teacher Anna Dorenko remains in Odessa with her two children. Many people uh, lost their work and many people had to leave the country and uh, went abroad, especially women with children. Even my husband wanted me to uh, go somewhere with children, but I said that I can't do it without him. So Dorenko puts her life on hold, waiting for her husband to return. Now. We are waiting for the end of the work. We don't have plans, we have only dreams. And we are afraid of making plans. That's why we don't know what we will do after this. In the meantime, organizations like Tikva are helping Dorenko and many others. It provides food and medicine with support from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ. Chabad Rabbi Avraham Wolf and his community are also helping the Jewish community during this trying time. He says war has changed how they operate. We move from lessons and studies to saving lives and simply to allow people to survive, to pass through the war, to recover anew and to return to normal. Rabbi Wolf can now help meet those needs, handing out food boxes to 7,000 families a month. People lost their income. They lost all possibility to live in such a short time. If the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews wasn't providing food here, people would die one after the other. It's simply the minimum we can do for them. CBN News visited a distribution center as they provided food to Holocaust survivors. Those are the basics that keep them all month. Flour, sugar, macaroni, sardines, oil, everything that's possible. There are months when there are four boxes. There are months when there are two boxes, depending on the budget and the possibility. 187 Holocaust survivors remain in Odessa, including Elena Kuklova, whose father was Jewish. The female janitor who lived in the basement of our building said to my mother, Luba, if you won't give me your room, I'll inform the occupation authorities that you have a daughter by a Jew. Elena's mother began hiding her at age three. They put me in a trunk. They drilled small holes there. I was an obedient child. When there was enough time, they hid me in the broom closet of a family with many children. The fear that Elena might be killed took a toll on the young mother. For the rest of her life, until her death, she had this fear. She became disabled. It couldn't work anymore. But I survived. Elena became an actress at 25 and devoted her artistic life to the Holocaust theme. I always used to tell my friends, I'm afraid of war more than anything else in the world. And here it is. My generation is framed, so to speak, with this black paint. We were born some a bit earlier, others a bit later into the war. And now we're departing this world with the war. Of course we live in fear, but we get so much help, they don't leave us. While there seems to be no end to the war in sight, Elena and others still hope to see peace again before they leave this world. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Odessa, Ukraine. Up next, more than a dozen Israelis have been killed in terror attacks since the start of this year. Why one expert says the key to stopping future attacks begins in the classroom. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. 
Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us Regent. What is this? That is a gold nugget. <gasps> so what else are you going to spend it on, Rig? What a day this has been. And to think, it all started by helping Professor Fern with food for the orphanage. I forgot about the orphanage. Join the CBN Animation Club and get Gizmo Go, Rig of the West, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. And as a bonus, receive the Superbook Easter double feature, which includes The Last Supper and He is Risen. These past few weeks have seen an uptick in terrorist attacks against Israelis. Several were launched by Palestinian children just barely into their teens. In Aqaba, Jordan, at a recent summit aimed at lessening the violence, one root cause wasn't even discussed, what many Palestinian children are taught in their schools. Paul Strand found out from a top analyst with the Foundation for Defense of Democracies why that education is so toxic. Former Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Jonathan Conricus co-authored this recent Jerusalem Post op-ed, Teenage Perpetrators of Terror. We think that this will not only be a freak event, but that we will see more and more of these attacks where 13, 14, maybe 12-year-olds will take weapons and start attacking Israelis. Is this something you've been worried that we'd start to see? I've been looking at the Palestinian Authority's education for quite a while. And I've been trying to raise awareness about that issue. Leaders came back from the Aqaba summit. Not a single word was said about education, about incitement, about hatred, about social media. These are the long-term enablers of terrorism. And we see that embodied in real life, blood and life, when 13-year-old boys are incited enough and educated institutionally to hate Israel when they take up arms and go and kill Israelis because they believe that this will bring them eternal glory or heavenly rewards. Uh, what are Palestinian children being taught about Israel's Jews? First of all, they are taught overall to hate, not to respect, not to coexist, but to fight against hate. There's very strong sentiments of dehumanization of Jews and Israelis. There is no acceptance of Israelis and Jews' right to live here safely alongside Palestinians. There's only Palestine, no Israel. What are the Palestinian children in their schools being taught their, their best destiny is? 
Well, according to parts of the Palestinian Authority's curriculum, which, by the way, is funded, including by U.S. taxpayers' money, indirectly, part of what they are taught is to hate, to be violent, and to seek to continue the violent struggle against Israel. So it's less about science, it's less about life skills, uh, about tolerance, about history. It's about fighting against Israel, and I think that is an immense injustice to Israelis, but also to those Palestinian kids who are caught in a horrible system that teaches them to hate, to be radicalized, and to take up arms and to be violent against civilians. At the end of the day, what it really means is that it'll take generations before we can overcome the current hostilities and educate and move towards peace, sustainability, and coexistence in this area because all of us understand there's only one way of living here peacefully and that is through mutual respect of each other, defined boundaries and uh, coexistence and understanding. But when kids in school are taught this kind of uh, vitriol, it, it, it only means that it'll take much more time before we can implement some kind of peaceful uh, coexistent solution between Israelis and Palestinians in Israel. Still ahead, earthquake victims in Turkey are facing a severe lack of safe water, raising concerns about disease and sanitation issues. See how Operation Blessing is providing clean drinking water, one bottle at a time. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. It's been one month since powerful earthquakes rocked Turkey and Syria. A major need following the disaster is safe drinking water. Well, Operation Blessing has a solution. 
When people visit the region hardest hit by these earthquakes, they're struck by the size and scope of the disaster. This area of the country is, is almost lost, it's, it's injured. Yeah, in, in some other disasters, it's a fraction, and even in that fraction, it's not like general. This earthquake is like off the charts. Jose Esker is Operation Blessings on-site water engineer here. Right now, the solution is like bottled water, but not enough bottled water. So we are looking for solutions based on the local to purify water from the place. One of the first impacts of a natural disaster like this is on the quality of water. That's why Operation Blessing has this reverse osmosis system to take undrinkable water and make it safe. Esker shows CBN News the process of making the water safe. First, he takes some of the well water from this storage tank. Just to see the, the difference of the water. I mean, it, it has a lot of turbulence and also a lot of minerals, calcium. Definitely not drinkable. After measuring the contaminants, Esker got a reading of over a thousand, indicating high contamination. It maybe has something like excessive minerals, excessive some metals even, and that is something that we are not going to let that happen on our watch. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go to the, the kitchen. In the kitchen, Esker shows us how they take this contaminated water and make it safe for cooking and drinking. Afterward, he takes his instrument to measure again, and it dropped from over 1,000 to 50. This is the water from the well. Right now, if you open the faucet, you will have this particular site. And this is the one that comes from the reverse osmosis system. Yeah, and this is totally drinkable. I mean, I, I won't drink any this. <laughs> yeah, and, and be safe after. This, this is good. Contaminated water like this can have long-term consequences. Toxicals, metals, uh, even um, heavy metals has uh, damage in the organs for long years. And when you, you have some symptom, it's too late. Esker says major help is needed after a disaster of this scale. This is huge and it will need several years to restore. And I ask for all the people to continue to support this in a major scale. And he says prayer is vital. That is something for sure needed. What we do is, is to show the love of God through our actions. I mean, and that's the way we, we are doing right now. Right now, Israeli families are filling the streets of Jerusalem, dressed in costumes for the Purim holiday. One reason they dress up is to remember how Queen Esther hid her Jewish identity before rising up to save her people. Here's a special look from our social media at how Israelis are celebrating.
Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on social media, and you can also access CBN content through our CBN apps. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.